This episode is proudly sponsored by The Helix, a new innovation district located in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the heart of the Northeast Corridor. The Helix provides a critical ecosystem for innovation by offering a range of physical environments, a vibrant community of leading innovators, and a strategic central location on the Northeast Corridor. The Helix will uniquely mix workspaces, classrooms, laboratories, venues, and collaborative environments creating a dynamic community and setting for innovative minds. Universities, startups, Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, researchers, and many others will all call the Helix home. Thus far, the Helix has assembled a community of innovative private and public organizations, such as Rutgers Health, the New Jersey Innovation Hub, RWJ Barnabas Health, Hackensack Meridian Health, universities from Ireland and Israel, and others. The Helix is where ideas will come to life. To learn more, visit helixnj.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your hosts, Steve Politi and Rutgers insiders, Brian Fonseca and Pat Lenny. Let's start shopping. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Rutgers Rant, our picks pod, our bowl edition picks pod, pinstripe bowl, a lot of alliteration there, getting ready for Rutgers' first Bowl game that wasn't uh, rewarded because of COVID-19. It was rewarded because of a six-win season. Playing Miami. Uh, also, National Signing Days this week, which is one of those things like that used to be really important, early signing period. But uh, so much other stuff going on. The portal is sort of swallowed it whole that we haven't talked a lot about that. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's focus on the bowl, guys. This is obviously Rutgers has waited a long time for an opportunity like this. Uh, Miami is a big name opponent, so that's going to get some attention. One of these two teams is going in there kind of armed with their best, putting their best foot forward. The other one's Miami. I mean, if you look at it that way, right? I mean, we we, we know that Miami probably, if you were just to start this just on the rosters before the portal opened, you would give Miami a huge edge. A lot of those guys are gone now. I mean, so I'm, I'm not sure exactly what to expect from Miami. This is the interesting thing about modern college football, right? Like you used to have guys opting out of the the bowl games because of the NFL. Like remember Christian McCaffrey did that. I remember it was a humongous deal. Yeah. Now it's normal. The issue is like guys you're losing to the transfer portal. Like Tyler Van Dyke, their starting quarterback, went is, is committed to Wisconsin. In the time between this game being announced and uh, within uh, two weeks, their starting quarterback left the program and it already has his landing spot. Like just the way these things move nowadays, which – I was never a big fan of bowl games. I never really understood why there, there anyone would be excited. I have a hard time thinking why fans would be excited to watch third-string players from Miami playing a game in the Bronx on December 28th against Rutgers. That kind of, you know, bowl games are what they are, exhibition games. Uh, I, I don't know. I was I was juiced up for this game two weeks ago. Now I'm kind of like, what's what's the point? When you say that, I think... Brian hates America. That's what I, that's what I come, that's what I thought. Right, Pat? Did you hear what I heard? Like, 
Okay, I'm going to give him a pass because he wasn't there at Indiana to see how excited these kids were when they clinched the bowl game. So I'll say, like, this meant everything to these kids at Rutgers to get an extra game and to keep the keep the show going. So, yeah, Brian does hate America. He hates most things. And he's having a tough week, as we talked about. So understandable. Uh, but it, it is. He does have a point. Like, we just don't know what to expect from Miami because – uh, they've got multiple NFL guys that probably are playing their starting quarterbacks already at Wisconsin. Their rosters has certainly had plenty of influx. So I, I will give Mario crystal ball credit. He's a great coach. Uh, you know, I think he'll put out a good product. I think Miami, even with some losses are still going to be a really tough opponent. They score a lot of points. They're very balanced. They play good defense. So there's a lot there's a lot to uh unpack here so let, let's get into it is he is he a great coach mario cristobal like i'm gonna question you on something you said a great too. job did he not do a great job at all i just i mean x's and o's i just think of the disaster earlier in the season oh, um sure, right sure. i mean i, I think, think that was obviously the worst thing that has ever happened in football. i mean just the dumbest play call in the history the of dumbest football. yeah so he's responsible that's on his record not sure yeah. I will give you that. But... He's done it before too. That was not the first time he's right, ever done right, that. Right. Refresh my memory exactly the circumstances of that because I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So they were playing Georgia Tech at right. home. They were winning. They had the ball on third down. There was less than 40 seconds on the clock. They literally would have won the game if they kneeled it out. They did mm. not kneel it out. They ran the ball, fumbled the ball. Georgia Tech recovered the ball. And this is the part I think a lot of people forget Georgia Tech had to drive like 50 yards in 30 seconds to win the game. And Miami somehow didn't have a deep safety. And Georgia Tech threw like a 30-yard bomb yeah. touchdown when he was wide open and they lost the game. One of the biggest choke jobs of all time. And I think that was kind of the moment Miami season cratered because I, I they they were undefeated, but they must have been four and one, five and one at that point. And mm -hmm. they just I mean collapsed, obviously, because I mean, there was the, the really cool camera shot of the guy on the bench, and you see him mouthing to himself, what the F are we doing? What the F are we doing? Just kind of speaking for America. Uh, and, again, yeah, look, I, 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 I'm with Pat. I think Mario Cristobal is a good coach. I think he builds great programs. I think he makes some completely boneheaded mistakes. Like that I is, wonder if he re – does he regret leaving Oregon now? If you put – if you hooked him up to a lie detector test – I mean, if you look at it now, Oregon, I don't know. I think they're in a better position. They're in the Big Ten. Got they've got Nike's money. You've got a fan base that actually cares, unlike Miami. I mean, look at those, look at those shots of the the, the stands at Miami. I mean, no one, no one there found there follows this team. It's like the worst sports market in the world. I don't know. I mean, I just I thought at the time that was just I get it. He's from Florida. Maybe he was going home. Maybe there was some money involved. But at the time I thought it was a weird move. Uh, but it's not the first time Mario Cristobal did something I thought was weird. I mean, we've talked about this. Uh, I got on a plane. This is pre-Twitter. Got on the plane. Thought he was the Rutgers head coach. Got off the plane. He was not the Rutgers head coach. Did he talk about that this week? Did, does that come up in, in, a conversation, in any in any media with Mario Cristobal? Not yet. Not yet. No. Mm. No. No. We'll see. I don't know. I, I do think the Miami thing is, you're right. He played for them. I believe he won the national title for them. He's right. from Miami. His family's in Miami. Oregon is clearly the better program. They run it runs itself. It has unlimited money. It has much better followed. But I do think there is something to say about Miami being a sleeping giant 
that if they ever do win 11 games again, people will make the 30, 40 minute drive from downtown to wherever the orange bowl is and watch the team. So I think Mario had that idea of resurrecting the program. He loves it hasn't been great so far, but I think I, I can't blame the guy for believing there's untapped potential there. I think the, I think the orange bowl is a pile of rubble now or condominiums. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's, but that's the, I'm not making, I'm not calling attention. That just, I think it's just old thinking. In a lot of these, like, all right, oh, Miami was great when, when it was the U and all this great. Oh, Michael Irvin, oh, Jimmy Johnson. Look, looking back, college football's changed in a lot of ways. I don't know. I mean, if you're not in one of these, you know, one of the top conferences, if you're not, if you, it, it's just, it's hard to be relevant. And Miami is in the ACC, and they they're not they're not one of the top teams that you're going to pull out of the ACC when the next merger happens. I don't know. Getting a little far afoot here, Pat, but yeah. Point taken, and it just goes back to like. All the talent in Miami and South Florida has to be the most, uh, maybe outside of Texas, Southern California, has mm-hmm. to be the most re- lucrative recruiting soil in the country. When the U was rocking, think of all those guys that just stayed local, built that program up, made it what it was. So I don't know. There's a little bit to it there. Like maybe if you could revive that and and keep some of those guys home, you got a, the making of a great program, but that's a, a, obviously a tough impossible situation to actually do the good news is in the present if rutgers beats miami in a bowl game that's going to be the takeaway it's not going to be rutgers beat the third string quarterback of miami it's going to be rutgers beat miami and i think it's a really good opportunity to do so we've talked about miami is talented probably have more depth on the roster than the top guys who have left you know looking at some of the I mean, they had a really good defense looking at some of the numbers and i'm just pulling guys out of here like uh, receiver Xavier Restrepo, 74 receptions, almost a thousand yards, five touchdowns. Good running back. Uh, Henry Parrish has got, you know, 600 yards and 89 carry, six touchdowns. So they still have some guys in the game. Get it, your third string quarterback. You see a lot of backups. I just wonder, motivation wise, too. Like if you were to pick which one of these two teams is going to be more motivated for this game, I mean, I got to think it's Rutgers by a mile. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest advantage. To Pat's point, everyone is fired up to play in this game. First bowl game in nine years. Greg Schiano was historically very good in these bowl games. He is going to get that team up to play. He has almost his entire defense back. All those guys seem like they're going to play in the game uh, based on their announcements that they're coming back. Uh, Kyle Manunga is back, obviously. Uh, they're going to have, uh, assuming Gavin Wimsett sticks around, a motivated quarterback to kind of have an audition and showcase why he should stay the starting quarterback at Rutgers. Whereas you have Miami flying up from the gorgeous, that's another thing about Miami compared to Oregon, the gorgeous city of Miami, the beautiful weather, to the Bronx, which will be below freezing temperatures in a baseball stadium uh, again. And you're playing third string guys in a game that I understand bowl games are nice. It is completely meaningless. And I don't know if Mario Cristobal can convince his kids. Otherwise, I think Greg Schiano could convince them they're playing for the national championship and he will get those guys up. And that will ultimately, I could see this very much being like the quick lane bowl of 2014, where they run through Miami the way they ran through North Carolina, just absolutely bulldoze these guys onto a, a pretty comfortable win, I think. Yeah. Why don't the Mar- why don't the Marlins have a bowl game? Right? They should they should they should be the pinstripe bowl brought to you by the Florida Marlins. That'd be great. Have it down there. What are the Miami Marlins? I don't know. You tell yeah, me. They're the Miami Marlins, and Thank they have about 10,000 fans per game. So it's the last time, this is the first time I've thought of the Miami Marlins since, uh, yeah, the 2000. We should, uh, we should have 
less baseball, less football games in baseball stadiums, not more. The Fenway Bowl being the second bowl game in a baseball stadium is already an abomination. Yeah. It's never, we should cancel the Pinstripe Bowl and Fenway Bowl, not make the third edition of it, please. It just meant for us to go someplace warm. I really I wasn't really thinking more about that than. Did we ever find out where the Bahamas Bowl ended? Charlotte, I think. Charlotte, yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. All right. So uh, the coaches have had a month now to do something to come up with new things. Pat, what do you think we're going to see from this team? We haven't been at practice just to be completely. So we're not, we're not, we can't reveal any secrets because we haven't seen any secrets. Uh, do you think there's going to be some wrinkles here? Is this an opportunity for, for Kirk Shiraka to, to th- throw some stuff against the wall and see what sticks? To throw a screen pass? Are you asking me that? Throw a screen pass against <laughs> yeah. the wall? Yeah, throw a screen pass against the wall. No, I I think Rutgers is so committed to the offense that they've shown all season long and mastering that offense that they will not – there's no improvisation possible. After watching this offense operate week after week, it was, it was like banging your head against the wall. So I can't imagine that there's going to be anything like completely new and innovative and – Shocking. It gave us a couple wrinkles for the Ohio State game, guy, right? Every whim said running the ball. But Ohio State, they gave us after the bye week. They gave us a couple little little things. That's when yeah, we saw the, the fumble the, ruski. The fumble ruski. That yeah. was terrific. I mean, I would think I, I could be wrong. I would think there would be some. There'd be some. You know, no reason to keep the the playbook tight in this one, right? I mean, you're on national TV. It's a showcase. You want people to to see, come away with a positive. I, I look. I mean, I would be surprised if there's not at least something, something, Brian, tiebreaker. What do you think? I'd love to know where they hide all these magical, mythical plays that people think are just going to come out of nowhere. I, I it's, it's football, dude. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, I, look, and aside uh, to, to what Pat mentioned, I was watching a lot of Ethan Kalik minus film from 2022 when he played under Kirk Shiraga, and I heard these magic words multiple times. It's a wide receiver screen. I heard it many times. Ooh, wow. So, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, I did. So maybe he's a changed man, and he doesn't do them anymore at Rutgers. But I'm just saying he has called them in the past. Maybe to Pat's point, we see it at Yankee Stadium. Ooh, yeah. Well, we saw it against Michigan and it went for a pick six. So that 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 ended the wide receiver screen. All dreams of a screen pass died there. Yeah, understandably so. All right. Do we want to make picks? Do you want to pick this game? What is the status? What are the situation with the standings? I've completely forgotten. Brian, you have you won this already, or am I? Do I have a chance to tie you? I didn't realize this counted. Uh, I'm gonna have to pull up the. the it should count, right? Why wouldn't it count? Absolutely counts. All, all I know is I am 12 and 0 straight up. Oh boy! Just so people know, if you bet the money line on what I'm telling you, you'd be a billionaire. Oh boy! Straight up, huh? Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what the line is to this game, to be honest. Let me look that up now. I thought I saw a point and a half, but Miami by a point and a half, right? So basically a pick them. Um, well, you never know. They could win by one. It's true. Uh, Good point. Let's see. Vegas Insider. That's why I said basically. Let's not do that again. <laughs> the key. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's going to be a half. It's going to be a one and a half. It looks like the I consensus is Miami minus one and a half. Okay. All right. That's a good. That's the line. That's where we're going to use. Uh, and I think you, I think the tiebreaker, you were up a game. And I picked, <laughs> I uh, picked Rutgers to beat Maryland, which did not, in fact, happen. If I remember correctly, you wisely went with the Terps in that game, so you're you're winning. I'm not sure. I, I have a feeling that you're up. I really, that's I not, really. That's not true, is it? Let me uh, let me. That, look. That, I, have this, I have it up. I have it up. 
Okay. So uh, we were both seven, two, and two against the spread. We were right. equal. Yeah. You picked Rutgers 27, Maryland 21. That did not happen. I picked Maryland 24, Rutgers 17. Yes. What was and the line of that game? Spread was, I don't think I wrote it down in the story. It, it was it was less than Rutgers. It you was picked less Maryland Rutgers. to cover. Yeah, I think so. I think it was less than Maryland minus seven. Right. Of course it was. Yeah. So you're 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 winning. I'm up a game. You're up a game. Okay. All right. Good to know. Pat, why don't you go first since you're you're eliminated? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would be happy to. I really when I went back and looked and read stuff up on Miami, I I I love their balance. I love the way they played. I, I thought they had a really good season ending game against Boston College. All things considered. They're going to be down a bunch of players. Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback, had a great game against Boston College. I think it's a very fair line, but I think the motivation plays a big role in this, and I think Rutgers just has the advantage there. So I am going to go with Rutgers to win and to cover. Nice. Score? In a low-scoring affair in the frigid temperatures, we're going to go Rutgers 20-17. to Okay. Sounds about right. All right. I'm not going to, I'm going to go next, Brian, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to make my pick based on your pick. It sounds like you're, you're thinking in the same direction I am. I just think Rutgers is going to win the game. I've just, I I just, I believe that motivation matters in these games. I think having everybody back matters. Uh, I just think that Miami is going to be completely disengaged. Uh, If the Rutgers comes out early and, Hits the ball and punches in the mouth a few times with some with some good runs. Gets Kamenunga going. And I just think this is going to be uh, this is going to be Rutgers's day. It's going to be have the, more more of the crowd there. They're used to the cold weather. Um, and again, my if you look at Miami's records in bowl games, is just terrible. Uh, and I have to re I have to imagine that that's there's a reason for that. And um, uh, it could be just because of what we've talked about. There's just a lack of interest in people in the program, people leaving. They don't put a value on it like Rutgers does. And I think Rutgers is going to be up for this one. So I'm going to think it's going to be a pretty decisive Rutgers victory. Something along the lines of, let's say, 24-10. I How about that? completely agree with you. Almost to the exact score I had in my head. Rutgers has the advantage in pretty much everything. They still view this game as a part of the season, an important part to kind of confirm the good season they had, the progress they've made. Greg Schiano will make them treat this game seriously. They bring back most of their players. Miami doesn't. Miami seems like they're on to 2025, uh, 2024 already. Maybe this is me kind of projecting, but I think Miami is going to show up because they have to, and they're kind of going to go through the motions and hopefully get home because they don't want to be in the Bronx on the 28th of December in the frigid cold in a baseball stadium. I think Rutgers wins this game fairly comfortably, um, I will say Rutgers 21, Miami 13. Uh, I just, with a third string quarterback against that defense, I can't imagine they score that much. And Rutgers is going to give the ball to Kyle Monongay about 37 times and run it down Miami's throat. And uh, maybe I think there's something Greg Schiano will try to get some revenge on Miami for the Big East days and uh, run up the score a little bit if he can. I'm not saying that's how he feels. I'm not saying I don't have any inside information. I'm just thinking if I was Greg Schiano, I'd want to score like a 35 spot, 42 spot on the on Miami for all time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh absolutely. Yep. And seven and six looks a lot better than six and seven. So um it would be a big win for the program, big win for Greg Shiano and big momentum. We talked about it in uh the pot earlier in the week, just about how much momentum this program has right now heading into next season. 
this would be one more thing. If we are right on this one, certainly it would be a good day for the Scarlet Knights. Experience the Heldridge Hotel, a luxury hotel that's perfect for both the business and leisure traveler. Ideally located within minutes of Rutgers University, the Heldridge is convenient to all the action and activities at SHI Stadium, Jersey Mike's Arena, and the Rutgers University campus. The moment you walk through the doors of the Heldridge Hotel and Conference Center, you know you're someplace different. A place with an independent spirit and a boutique vibe. A place where you can immerse yourself in your meeting or event as easily as you can the local culture. Located in the heart of the city, the Heldridge lets you experience all that New Brunswick has to offer. Whether you're coming to New Brunswick for a fun weekend with friends, in town for a Scarlet Knights game, or attending a business meeting, book your accommodations today at theheldridge.com. Can we do Boomer Zoomer? Let's do Boomer Zoomer. Let's do it. The final edition of the alumni game. Where people are like trying to make me want me to do it for basketball season. I'm like, I don't know if it works for basketball. This might be the last one ever. Kind of sad. I'm kind of getting sad about it. We're not doing it next year. I don't know. I guess we should come up with something new. We've got only eight months to think about it. If we do, I guess we can do it again. But we've got some of the same schools. Want me to hit you again with the Maryland alumni? I guess I could. It would be really funny when you give me the same exact names and I'm still like, oh, still uh, I, th- I say we let the fans decide. You guys text us, tweet us, DM us. Yes. Let us know what you think about Boomer Zoomer and uh, we'll make a decision on that in the coming months. Yeah. All right. That's I'm sure that's first and foremost on their mind. But Pat, I'm going to, this is easy. This is an easy list. I think he might go at four or five. So I'm going to put it a high over under like at seven and a half. I know what you're going. Yeah. We're going over, baby, for the final one. The final one. Five final for one. five, I'm predicting. Five for five. Well, number one, I think you should get. You ready, Brian? That's for one point, be. For yeah. one point, can you tell me if Miami alum Dwayne Johnson is? Uh, is that is that The Rock, Mr. The Rock? It is The Rock, yes. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I don't know if he graduated, but he is a, he was listed on the Miami alumni sheet. So good job. One point. I told you it'd be easy. Two points. I think this is also easy. Can you tell me who Miami alum Gloria Estefan is? Is she a singer? She is a singer. Yes. Is she not going to give me Gloria Estefan's big song? She's not. Is she Is she not recording anymore? She's like an entrepreneur. It's just so hard. She has so many great songs I love that I, I'm not <laughs> no. sure what <laughs> she was married to Emilio Estefan. Did you know that? Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to you. We're, we're, we're grading. We're grading easily here today. I don't need to. I don't. You don't have to give me the whole discography uh, of uh, of '90s uh, '90s hits from Gloria Estefan. That's fine. All right, for three points, a little harder, but I think you're gonna get it. Jeff Garland, Miami alum. Jeff Garland. Oh, nice. Hmm. Is he an entrepreneur? No, not an entrepreneur. Is he an actor? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to tell me, give me a role though. Is he a do. singer? Oh, he's an actor. He's an actor. You have to give me a role. Probably does a he, show you've watched a lot. Does you he know. act? Does he act as an entrepreneur? <laughs> he does. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Okay. Is he a show I've watched a lot? Might have watched it. A show that's come up during this during this segment, in fact. Uh, so not the Sopranos. No, not the Wire. No. Um, is it based in Miami? No. 
uh family matters not family matters um what's the show with sofia vergara um no no um uh, ncis that's uh modern family modern family family. there we go no law and order not you you don't have it he's jeff green he's he's kirby enthusiasms larry david's pal and kirby kirby enthusiasms or the goal or murray goldberg and the goldbergs another terrible uh comedy the big guy all right. Didn't get that one. You can bounce back, though. Damn. For four points, Roy Firestone, Miami alum. You know who he is. Does he own the the, the wheel, the, the the company that does wheels? That, that does, like, the, the fires. Brim, oh, is that Brimstone? Bridgestone. Yeah. Bridgestone? Yeah. Firestone? You really know who Roy Firestone is? Really? It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of zoo. It's kind of boomerish, but uh, yeah, Pat, do you know who it is? I don't know this one either. Oh, my God. Really? Wow, this is crazy to me. Who is he? Roy Firestone. He's one. Of, he's one of the great sports casters. He used to have a. He used to have like his own show on ESPN. I mean, God, yeah, a commentator. Man, Roy Firestone. He was like, he was in Miami. He was. He was. He had his own. His own. Fa- his own show. How long did he? Have- he was in the Letterman. When did he have his show? Um, uh, up close uh, for, from like the from 80 to 94 so okay maybe you weren't alive then but um there is a firestone tire and rubber company by the way <laughs> looked it up uh all right that's okay all right i thought you had that one a little disappointed so i don't have much hope for this one though. this is a little, this is a little harder can you tell me who bruce hornsby is uh is he a football player mm, no Actor? Um, no, no. He's a he's a musician, jazz musician, pianist. Uh, do you know a song "Mandolin Rain"? Plays with, sometimes plays with Bruce Springsteen. I'm sorry, plays with The Grateful Dead. Uh, that's so just the way it is. Some things will never change. You know that song? Oh, no. that's classic. Yeah, oh, that Bruce one. Bruce Hornsby. Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, and the rain. Okay. Anyway, okay. So you failed mightily. Womp womp. I gave a very Miami effort in the pinch red bull. <laughs> you did totally. You mailed in Boomer Zoomer, just like the Hurricanes are going to mail in the pinch red bull. That's fair. You right. showed up like Rutgers bringing out these these freaking. Uh, well, I didn't. Yeah. Again, I thought Roy Firestone. Maybe that's a little. But before your time, I just assumed as a sports addict, as a junkie, as an ESPN guy, that you would have. I mean, he was in Jerry Maguire. Right all about that. I did wow. watch that movie. Yeah, I did. All right. You got anything for me? No, much like Miami, I am ill prepared and did not get a Zoom reward. <laughs> you guys like that? I'm googling as we're as hey, wait, weren't you guys going through? I thought you were going through Zoomer Zoomer words during during Shannon's before Shannon's press conference. That's not what you were doing. All we you little Zoomer, all you little Zoomers, go off in the corner and giggle. Uh, see, it's just been so much time. Like I feel for Miami because. It's just so much time that you forget about these things. <laughs> Wait, I might have one. Okay, all right. This is an this is an acronym. An acronym? Jomo. Jomo. Huh. Uh no, I don't. I don't got. I don't got the Jomo. Is it like when you've got uh, when you've got momentum? It's an acronym, though. You said um, job momentum. No, uh, no. So you know no. what FOMO is. FOMO is fear of missing out. Oh, oh. 
so Jomo is the joy of missing out. Oh, I love some Jomo, man. Let me tell you something. Yes, there is no occasion that I don't feel Jomo over. Ah, that's great. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm going to use that. Yes. Man. Okay. Good one. All right. I like it. All right. You crazy Zoomers. I got one. If you're you ready, do? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty simple, but in two minutes of research, this is what I got. Do you know what it means to be out of pocket? To be out of pocket? I mean, that's can't be reached. That's what it used to mean. Is it there's the did you zoomers change the meaning of that? Yes. Oh. When oh. something is out of pocket or someone so, is out of pocket. Um huh. someone's out of pocket. That means they're no longer single. What does it mean? I don't know. It is to when you say something that goes a little too far, like oh. when you're too extreme, when you're too like you're out of pocket, man. Like that's it's a bit much. Hmm. Right. If you're using a sentence, Brandon Knight been out of pocket this week. You know, I guess that's probably too obvious. It's pretty good. That's pretty that's good. Good one. The good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. That's uh yeah, that's a good one. I like it. All right. Okay. Got some Jomo over that. All right. Good job. Not really. Nice. Thanks for playing along. It was a fun We're year. It was a fun year. Yeah. That. Someone actually said to me, this is great. Someone sent an email like, is there any chance for us boomers that you can compile a list of all the Zoomer words? And like, and of course, since we're Zoomers, we, boomers, you'd have to print it up and like and put it in a you know in a, a print file someplace because we we certainly wouldn't be able to find it on the internet. But uh, that was a good idea. I would love to be able to do that. Just get like a just get like a a book of a book of Zoomer phrases. I can keep in my pocket, a pocket size. I could just pull out when my kids start talking because yeah. they are. I mean, they are. It's crazy the number of words they throw around that I don't understand. All right, good job, good job, guys. Uh, anything else we got to talk about this uh, this episode before we we sign off? We uh, is that it? I mean, obviously, we want to wish we want to wish happy holidays to everybody who listens. We want to. I mean, I think that's a good thing we can end with. This won't be our final podcast of the year, but it'll be the final podcast before the holidays. And certainly want to wish a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, every possible holiday to all of our listeners. You guys make this possible um, to the folks at Rutgers who help us. Uh, Chris Palladino and Devco to the Helix. It's coming. It is coming. I've seen pictures, man. It's coming. And it's book solid. Um, anybody else? No, yeah. Thank you to the listeners for listening. Thank you for all the interactions, good and bad, and uh, for making this this fun. I enjoy doing this podcast with you guys. Uh, I think we've had a good year. I think we've had some really good episodes. And uh, a big part of that is because we know there are a loyal group of listeners who will show up to a random bar in New Brunswick on a, on a weekday night to listen with us. And um, the, you guys are a big reason why this job is really fun. And uh, I hope that into the new year, I know we'll talk to you before then, but into the new year, uh, this continues and we keep having fun together. Absolutely. All right. On that note, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And we'll be back after the pinstripe bowl. If some of you are there and you have Jomo, don't worry, we will be there to report the whole thing. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com slash insider.